The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Spend my dollar. It's not about what you want. It's about what you're willing to do to get it. Run it again. Hello and welcome. I'm not going to, so quit asking. When you give me a hard time. For the listeners that didn't get to go. This is the payback. Alabama wins! What you did last year really doesn't matter. Our goal is to have the kind of team that nobody wants to play. Hi. Hello and welcome to a first take 2023 roster offensive side of the ball edition of the Alabama football podcast or better known as part two. Part one was transfers and departures, uh, NFL transfers, whatever. Uh, part two is uh, sort of a way too early look at the offensive starting lineup. And then part three, which we'll do next, is part uh, will be, you know, a way too lo- early look at the starters on defense. So disclaimers these are educated guesses uh as james taylor almost said winter spring summer or fall lots can change and impact the eventual starting lineups so should we just wait and wait for that stuff to happen no 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 there's no fun in that also uh when we think about hey starters uh i'm not going to give a full too deep but i'm i'm going to sort of you know blend a little bit here right i'm not giving a full too deep so i'm not going to give you uh, 22 uh, or 11, you know, twice. Uh, but what we're going to do is we're going to give enough personnel to cover sort of package options. And so is it three wide, four wide, five wide, uh, two running backs, uh, 21 personnel, you know, whatever it is. Uh, so we're going to end up, end up probably closer to 15 to 17 players so that there's some versatility and they're all starters. And that's something that we've talked about on the podcast for years. And that's something that uh, the Saban Hammers home, uh, as uh, as well. So we're going to start where we start, and that's at the quarterback position. I'm going to rip the bandaid off. Ty Simpson's a starter at quarterback. Uh, set your watch, Rip Van Winkle style, and just take a nap and save all of the drama. This quarterback competition, there's going to be a million breath- breathless words and articles and podcasts all about it, and I'm not here for that. This is going to be shades of uh, A.J. McCarron and Star Jackson, where it's sort of a forced, contrived uh, competition. Uh, This is going to be shades of 2016 with Cromwell and Barnett and Bateman 
and they sort of duke it out. No one steps up to the top, and then Jalen Hurts comes up and just beats them all out. I think this is going to be the reports from Saban and his pressers and the reports and the stat packs and all that are going to be managed uh, a little bit, you know, manufactured. Uh, and I think if we even go back and look at, you know, how do we know that Ty Simpson's ready because he hasn't played a whole lot? Guess what? I think he was I think he was withheld from competition. I have a little bit of a uh, I'm not going to go full on conspiracy. I'm just going to call it my theory. Uh, I think he was withheld from competition for the sake of recruiting uh, Eli Holstein and uh, uh, Dylan uh, Lonegram. Think about it. If Ty Simpson had gone in in, in backup duties and lit it up, then Mil- then Eli and Dylan may not have signed at Alabama, and Jalen would transfer. And then we'd, who would Alabama have at quarterback then? They'd have only the Ty Simpson. I think he was held back. Coaches know what he can do. They see him in practice five days a week. They know what he can do. They don't need to see a glimpse of it in the fourth quarter of a blowout game. They don't need the, the, the juice isn't worth the squeeze in that situation. And so I think all of this sort of uh, sort of folds together into Ty Simpson's the quarterback. It's known. Uh, I, that's what that's what I believe. Um, we've talked about it on sort of the virtual tailgates. I think we've talked about it in sort of the regular pods. Uh, Jalen Milrow doesn't fit the trajectory of the Alabama offense. Um, He's a running quarterback, and I am 100% confident that with the right coaching and with the right package, that could be a dynamic offense. But Saban has won a Heisman Trophy, a quarterback Heisman winner, passing the ball. That's what Saban wants to recruit to. That's why he's recruiting the receivers uh, in in these pocket passers. Uh, if you went to the JC catalog, JC Penny catalog of quarterbacks, you're going to see a Ty Simpson, an Eli Holstein, and a Dylan Lonergan. If you went to the Sesame Street clip of quarterbacks and you said one of these is not like the other, it's going to be the Jalen Milrow. We're not going to build just just logically. You're not going to build an offense around the outlier player, the the one that's different, because now you've built an offense that none of the other three guys can run. If you're building a pro-style offense with three of the five guys, three of the four guys grew up running a pro-style offense. And so now you've got – so if you sort of dissect it that way, everyone says the big competition is between Ty Simpson and Jalen Milrow. Well, I think we took the air out of that tire. Now the competition is between Ty Simpson and the other two, and Ty Simpson has a distinct advantage. I think that I think the distinctness of that advantage has there's been an effort to mask it by limiting his play and only having him play and do handoffs. But I think that's real. If you think I'm conspiracy theory, whatever, then what makes more sense that he sucks? No, 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 that's not true. He was a five-star quarterback. His dad's a his dad is a college uh, quarterback. Talk about like sidling up to a parent and say we have to do a little roster management. You can't do that like with Bob at the hardware store, whose son happens to be really, really good. You can do that with Ty Simpson's dad, who does the same thing for a living and understands the need, the vernacular. I've got to have separation between my classes, or like we're gonna suck down the road. And so that's what I think. Uh, the simplest answer, the Occam's razor, if you want to do that, Ty Simpson's the quarterback. Don't lose any sleep over it. Don't think about it. Go put a honey down on Vegas, and um, and then we'll share a drink uh, when you win that.
And, and again, I don't think it's conspiracy theory. I just think it's just damn good roster management. And uh, so Ty Simpson's your quarterback. Don't lose sleep over it. All right, so let's step through the rest of the positions now that that one's sort of uh, accounted for. Uh, who's going to be second and all that? I don't know what happens with Jalen. Well, if you remember from the last episode, uh, I had him on a transfer watch list, right? Maybe he changed his position. I don't know. I don't have the answer to all the questions, just the important ones. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know. All right, so let's talk about other positions. The running back position I think is going to be very, very interesting. It's one that I really am excited to see play out in A-Day or spring drills. Jace McClellan, uh, you know, is really positioned to be the go-to back. Uh, he and he and Gibbs were really sort of the one-two. And when we uh, when the Crimson Tide went to us, more of a power run, it was Jace McClellan. Uh, as number one, I think Alabama is going to lean heavily into the run, especially to start the season. I uh, remember who we talked about the quarterback situation being. And so that positions um, McClellan very well uh, to be the, the number one back. Also, he's a year plus removed. So he'll be two years removed uh, or almost two years removed from injury. And so, you know, you always hear a big knee injury. You start to get the full athleticism back in the second year. Well, he looked really good last year. And so uh, in the 22 season. And so if he's able to add on top of that uh, for the 23 season, uh, I think McClellan's going to be uh, the go-to back there. I think the rotation last year, it was Gibbs and McClellan were sort of the one-two punch. I think this year it's McClellan and Jamarian Miller. I think he's, I think he bumps up a slot or two. Uh, I really like Rodell. I think he's, probably still in that third spot, just like he was last year, in almost a specialty role, short yardage, uh, sort of power back, goal line uh, type situations. Not that Miller and Jace uh, can't do that. Roydale had a little bit of a carved out uh, role there. I think he probably keeps that. And I think Jamarian uh, sort of steps up, I don't want to say steps over him, but sort of eclipses the the sort of the sequencing there. And he gets into that, that number two uh, position. Now, Again, I wasn't going to give sort of the whole sort of rundown on all the positions that I'm not going to. Running back, I think, is important because you don't just have one running back. It's, it is a committee. So I want to talk about sort of the committee a little bit. And I've talked about three, and there's two more that, that I want to talk to. And they're the true freshmen, Justice Hayes and Richard Young. Now, they're true freshmen. Uh, McClellan and Roy Dell are uh, going to be seniors. And so it's going to be their fourth year. And Jamarian Miller is um, – is you know going to be a sophomore, right? And so what there really is a need for is some separation between the two freshmen, and you got to know what you have. And so I think between the two freshmen, one will sort of be identified as getting an opportunity in 2023, and the other maybe just becomes a redshirt. The, and it's hard to know, is it that going to be Justice Hayes or uh, Richard Young? I don't know the answer to the question. However, today, for the sake of you know January the 22nd, I'll answer the question this way. Uh, Justice Hayes is going through, is, is an early enrollee who will go through spring drills. And Richard Young is a summer enrollee, so he will not go through spring drills. Over the course of a career, that's not that big of a deal. When you show up, you know, June 1, and you've gone through a semester of college under your belt, and you've gone through A-Day, and you've gone through spring drills versus you're showing up to live in Tuscaloosa June 1, and everything is sort of brand new, That I think that's going to give uh, Hayes an advantage. By the time you get to August, is it that big of a difference? 
it's smaller. Uh, by the time you get to October, it's probably kind of all the same. And so, you know, that's not to say Richard can't uh, catch up. I just think start with the obvious and then you sort of whittle away from there. And so I think it's Jason Jamarian. Uh, I think it's Roy Dell sort of in a, in a capacity role and watch for Justice Hayes. Uh, I think he'll be given every opportunity uh, to earn his way into uh, a rotation. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. All right, let's look at uh, wide receivers. I'm going to give you six wide receivers. Uh, Typically, Alabama will play between three and five. I guess I'm going to do what I said I wasn't going to do. I'm going to give you six, which is two threes. And so that's a five rotation with maybe an extra, however you want to slice it and dice it. Uh, I think it's going to be Ja'Cory Brooks. At the end of last season or three-quarters of the way through last season, for me, I landed on him being the go-to uh, receiver, the number one receiver, uh, although I think it was close with Jermaine Burton. Uh, he was sort of given uh, one uh, caliber opportunities. Uh, so I think it's Ja'Cory Brooks and Jermaine Burton is the top two receivers. I think these next three could probably put a blanket over, but if I were to list them uh, sort of right now today, which I'm doing, uh, I'd go Kobe Prentice as the third. He played, he came on really good, really well as the season sort of played out. Uh, uh, Juco transfer Malik Benson, I think he's going to be one to really watch out for. Uh, I think he has an opportunity. We can talk about Ja'Cory Brooks being the number one receiver and all the great things that he's done, and we can talk about Burton. We're not talking about, Devonta Smith caliber ranked guys. Uh, Malik Benson can, or, or any of these guys with a strong spring and summer showing in fall camp can assume the number one spot. Spending the extra reps with, with Ty Simpson uh, can make a big difference. Uh, so Malik Benson, I think, has an opportunity uh, to step into uh, a role. Kendrick uh, Law, I thought, played really, really well throughout the season as well. As a, and Isaiah Bond had a couple moments, uh, I think, including the bowl game. And so I would include him uh, in that six. There's about that many more players that are still on the roster and still have an opportunity to come in. So it's a real deep position, just not an experienced deep position. And I do think some of these players are starting to bubble up uh, to the top as, as being the really – go-to caliber, the top flight sort of athletic ability uh, type quarterbacks or, or wide receivers rather. And, uh, and and that's that's how I sort of land on this six. Uh, Ja'Cory Brooks, Jermaine Burton, Kobe Prentice, Malik Benson, uh, Kendrick Law, and Isaiah Bond. I think that's a, that's a strong group. 
tight end. It's hard to talk about tight end and only talk about one uh, one individual player. I think Robbie Oots uh, is going to be the halfback sort of fullback player. Uh, when he has had to start in more the conventional tight end spot, he does all the stuff, all the motions, all the flares, all the lining up out wide. Uh, he looks like a fullback doing it because that's really what he is, but he knows the role, he knows the position, he knows the plays, and I think he's going to continue to get an increased opportunity. I think the Maryland transfer, C.J. Uh, Dupree, I don't know if it's Dupree or if it's Dupree or Dupree, but he's going to be the tight end. Um that's my bad joke there. Uh, I think he's an upgrade over Miles uh, Kitzelman, who I thought was going to be uh, that guy uh, last year. Uh, and then you got to watch out. Now, Miles, unfortunately, may be the one that sort of gets paved over. Uh, Amari Nyblock, uh, I think, is going to be a receiving threat. I think he had one catch last year, and it was a 25-yard touchdown. Uh, it was early in the season, so it was surprising that that's all that that is all that uh, he received. But I think Amari Nablock is going to have uh, a tremendous opportunity as well. So there's a couple of the key players, uh, starter-esque, if you will, players at the tight end position for Alabama. Let's talk about offensive line. And I'm going to say this, uh, we nailed it. In August of 2022, we nailed it. We knew that uh, we, we knew who – Saban would choose as the top five, and we know who should be the top five. And by week three, week four, the players that we suggested should be the starting five were the starting five. So that's awesome. That feels really good. Now, that probably is my uh, stopped clock moment of the year. Uh, you know what they say, a stopped clock is right uh, twice a day. And so that's probably my stopped clock uh, moment of the year. And uh, that also came in August where we had the benefit of in August drills that already fall drills had already started. So we had a day and then we had uh, fall camp, uh, some of fall camp. And so that was much more a learned opinion. So here we're stepping out on uh, not as strong of a branch, but we'll see how this refines. I think this may be uh, a pretty good representation. We'll see how this uh, how this refines. And then I've got a couple of flexes here to see uh, see how this plays out. Uh, so let's do uh, left to right, kind of like we do left tackle. J.C. Latham, I think he moves over from right tackle. Left guard, it's Tyler Booker. It's his position. He's not platooning uh, with anyone, nor is he splitting time. You know, he spent a third of his time on the bench, a third of his time at left guard, and a third of his time at right guard. He's going to spend now all of his time, I think, at left guard. And um, and he'll be – and it is for as well as he played with – out all of sort of the mental gymnastics of positions and bench and rotating out and getting out of the sequence and rhythm. Jeez, man, just going out and playing every day, knowing what your role is, he's going to be better for it. Uh, center is Seth McLaughlin. It shouldn't be anyone but Seth McLaughlin. Right guard, it's going to be, now hear me, right guard, I think it's going to be Caden Proctor, uh, the true freshman. And then right tackle, uh, I think it's going to be Elijah Pritchard, who was a five-star uh, from the 22 uh, recruiting class. And by that, I mean 22, it may have been December of 21. The signing period screw it all up now, right? Right. Uh, but he was from the subsequent uh, uh, recruiting cycle, and he's a five-star. I think the offensive line coach in year two, his presence is really going to come to bear. That may be why we have uh, five offensive linemen transferring out. This may, like I said, be the Deion Sanders, Colorado clean house situation as opposed to a sinking ship. And if we look at these players, there's some mighty talented uh, players that we have here. Now, 
I think a couple of sort of the watch items. Does Darian Dalcourt stay not starting at center? Uh, would he potentially start at one of the guards? I don't think he would. Terrence, uh, Terrence Ferguson is a road grader at guard. Does he work into uh, the mix? I don't think he would move Booker out, or he potentially would have done that last year. Uh, does he step up in front of a Caden Proctor uh, because Terrence has more experience in the system? Through uh, spring drills, yes. The answer to that is yes, through spring drills. Tyler Booker, would he potentially go to right tackle as opposed to left guard? That could happen. Uh, and then could Caden Proctor... Uh, maybe step up at a right guard, uh, right tackle position as opposed to guard. That could be true too. There's a version where Taylor, uh, where Tyler Booker goes to right guard and Caden Proctor goes to left guard. There's there's a lot of sort of permeations there. Uh, I think Lathan Booker, McLaughlin, Proctor, uh, Pritchard, uh, left right. I think that's I think that's right. And I'm forecasting out to the starting lineup in September. Uh, if yeah, if I had to make the distinction for a day, then I'd put Ferguson ahead of Proctor uh, at right guard. The biggest question, well, and there's a couple. There's a collection of questions, and we'll do all our pre a uh, you know spring drill practices and questions before, and we'll list out five or six questions here. The single biggest question I have with this is: Is J.C. Latham ready for left tackle? I think he is, and I think he's got the want to uh, to be next. If he's not, then a lot of bets are off here, and it might be interesting to see who then would get that left tackle. That's maybe where we really wish we had uh, the kite kid coming back. It might be an opportunity where we get to see or we have to get to see Caden Proctor at that position. Is he ready? Is Elijah Pritchett ready? We may have uh, those two youngsters duke it out. Uh, for the left tackle position if Latham isn't ready. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. But as we predict right now, January 22nd, uh, and we're projecting out to the starting lineup in September, it's a long reach, long stretch. We're saying J.C. Latham, left tackle, left guard, Tyler Booker, center, Seth McLaughlin, uh, Caden Proctor, right guard, and uh, Elijah Pritchard, right tackle. So we'll have to hang this up somewhere and uh, see if that comes to fruition. All right, we're going to wrap that up. This has been a shorter show. This is much closer to 20 minutes. Let me get a couple quick little housekeeping things out. I keep referencing that I'm recording this January 22nd, and it's true, I am. Uh, and I'm batch recording these. I'm recording all three of these at once. You won't know that when you listen to them because they're going to come out and they're going to sound like fresh shows. But if you are part of our, uh, I call it support group, that's a terrible name, uh, sort of the podcast team, if you will, and you get when you're part of those, when you're part of that group, uh, you get all the virtual tailgates. You get invited to those. You get recordings of those. And then one thing that we've started doing this season, which I think is super cool, and I, I've heard you know positive things back, is you get this recording and you get the raw version of it. So every time I mess up and I'm profane about it and mad at myself, you get that, and you can laugh at me, and, and people do, and it's awesome. And uh, you also get them when they record. You get them before they go to the producers. And so uh, I might, you know, I typically record on Sunday and it may release to iTunes on Tuesday. Well, if you're part of the group, you get a Sunday night. You get the raw version Sunday night. Um, for these, I'm going to record I'm gonna record all these and I'm going to send them to the producer and then I'm going to post all three of them and it's going to be 
couple hours, whatever it's going to be. And, and they're going to get it today. They're going to get it on the 22nd. Well, I don't know what day you're going to get this, but it's not going to be the 22nd. It's going to be much you know later in the week. And so again, I say that to, to say, Hey, it's worth a couple bucks. Uh, if you like what we do, if you like our program, if you like early stuff, then it's, it's worth a couple bucks. And I, and then, and, and I'm going to tease this too. I've got, I think three interviews scheduled, uh, are in the process of scheduling. I've got two more that I'm in the process of scheduling and I'm trying to put together sort of a, a sequence of shows, uh, for the off season. And I say that every year, this is the first year that I've actually put effort towards it. Every single one of those. Uh, in fact, I think I'm doing three interviews in two days. Well, I'm not going to release those bang, bang, bang. I'm going to release those over a couple of weeks because the, the content will be a little more ageless. Rosters could change tomorrow. Uh, and so even if I hold it a couple of days, I've got to get it out or I'm, it's old stuff. Uh, but if I interview someone about just a topic, well, that topic is evergreen. And so I may sit on that for a couple of weeks before uh, I post it. If you're part of the group, you'll get it, you know, that night or that next day and you won't have to, you know, wait for it to go out. And so again, there's value in that and there's a ton of other stuff. So if you're interested, it's a couple dollars a month. So you, like you can't lose uh, the folks that are in it that are like milking, like all the benefits of, of the opportunity. They laugh at me because like you should charge a lot more, like you suck at your pricing. And uh, and then some people think $2 is too much and they don't join. So, yeah, we kind of get both. But try it. Try it. It's two bucks. You can download like everything. Uh, you know, the, I've been posting on here for the la the extra stuff for the last two years and then cancel you $2. And if for $2, listen to it all and say if it's worth it or not. I don't know. If you have any questions, gosh, just reach out. I'm happy to answer every single question uh, that I can about it. And uh, we'll go from there. All right. That's my sort of sales pitch uh, and, and, and tease about future stuff that's coming up. I am, I have never been as excited about off-season content like I am for this one. I've got, uh, like I said, three uh, interviews uh, in the scheduling, uh, sort of actively sort of scheduled, and I've got two more than, than I'm working on. And and I probably have that many again that I'm trying to, you know, figure out who's the right people to interview and, and you know, get into those topics. So if you like what we're doing, support the show, and then, you know, get a bunch of cool free shit or additional stuff to, to go with it. All right. Enough, enough, enough. This has been another edition of the Alabama football podcast. Say it with me. Roll Tide. Thanks for listening to the Alabama football podcast. We love that you're tuned in and hope that you enjoyed the show. We encourage you to reach out and let us know what you like, where we can improve, or just a shout out a Roll Tide. We are where you are. iTunes, Facebook, Twitter, email newsletters, t-shirts, free roster downloads, and of course, on the web at alabamafootballpodcast.com. Check us out where you'll find easy links to your favorite way to follow the tie. Got that, Coach? Of course. Roll Tide. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line 
prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.